Hi, I'm Pastor Jason Deshaw, and you're watching Redeemer Online. I'm so excited to be on this journey with all of you on day two of our Steps to Easter, a Holy Week. We're excited to, to be looking into these each, each day journey of Jesus from, that take us from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday. And it gives us an opportunity to take a closer look at those things that Jesus did that best communicate who he is and why he had to come. Now, we call this Holy Week, and holy means set apart for God. We call this Holy Week because this week is oftentimes in the church set apart for God. And in this time when we are all quarantined to our own places and, and without the contact that we are typically uh, associate with our lives, we are maybe in the best place to understand what it means to be set apart for a purpose. I want to transform that purpose with all of you, at least for these next few minutes, into something that is dedicated, is purposed uh, to God. And so I want you to, um, to sit back and to uh, just receive what God's word has for us today. Yesterday, we left off on, on Jesus overturning the tables at the temple. We talked about how he didn't just overturn the tables at the temple, but he overturned the entire system of relating to God. And we recognize that we can have an opportunity to, to step into that new way of relating to God, of having a prayer life that is alive because of what Jesus has done, not just in the temple, but what he does later in the week on the cross. Now, Today, we're going to be uh, taking that next step. So he left the temple to go to a place called Bethany. At Bethany, in, in the book of Matthew, it tells us that he rested there. And then just north of Bethany is a place called the Mount of Olives. Now, the Mount of Olives, like many of the places that Jesus interacted with, was a natural amphitheater. And so he went there likely because it would give him an opportunity to talk to lots of people, that they'd be able to uh, hear what he had to say, that he'd be able to teach them in a way that he couldn't do in a limited space like somebody's home or even within the walls of Jerusalem. And so he went there and he did what he does. He taught and he taught through a methodology called parables. Now, parables are a story uh, are a story-driven teaching system where Jesus would tell a story that had a parallel understanding. And so I'm going to do my best to both share that story of teaching with you along with some of the parallel understandings that we can have both from the perspective of this day, this Tuesday of the week, but also from the perspective of our lives today. Now, there were several parables that Jesus taught at, uh, from, the ser from, from this sermon that he gave on the Mount of Olives, but there is one in particular that is really capturing the central theme of the parables, and it's also one that is contained in three of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And so we are going to look at that one as representative of this time of teaching in Jesus' life. And so it comes, the, the, the version that we're going to be looking at is coming from the book of Matthew, and it's Matthew 21, beginning with the 33rd verse. Here another parable. So Jesus is in the middle of several. Here another parable. There was a master of a house who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went into another country. When the season for fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. 
And the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did the same to them. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, Well, they, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. And they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. When therefore the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to their tenants who will give him the fruits in their season. And Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stones that the builder rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruits. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they perceived that he was speaking about them. So what this parable shows us is that the vine dresser, the, the person who is the owner of the vineyard, that he entrusted this vineyard to tenants, and he wasn't satisfied with the way that they were handling the fruit, the fruit uh, that was going to be their, um, their income. And so he sent some, some people to, to go and to check on them. Um, it would be the, the prophets, it would be John the Baptist, those people who, who were proclaiming that Jesus was going to change everything before Jesus even knew that Jesus was going to be him. And so these people came and, and those people who were taking, tending the, the fields that God entrusted them to, they, they sent them away. They killed them. They stoned them. They, they persecuted them. They, they called them liars. They, they buried the news that they were carrying because they didn't want to know how things were going to change because change meant that they weren't going to be in charge. And so the owner of that vineyard sent his son, thinking that his son would be um, somebody that they would never dare harm. But they looked at it completely different than the owner of the vineyard. You see, instead of looking at the son as somebody with authority, they looked at the son as the most, most worthy person to destroy so that they could have the inheritance. And so as Jesus, we know now to be the son, as he comes and is the son of the father and the one who can proclaim the goodness, the people of his day put him to death but he would become the cornerstone of our faith. And so this is the message of the story of the tenants is that the son is the one who becomes the cornerstone of our faith, rejected in his time, but the cornerstone of our faith. And so at this time, I want us to ask a second question in this Holy Week journey. What is the status of our fruit? How are we doing? How, how is our faith? When we are trapped in, 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 a, in a new system, a new way of doing life, how is our fruit right now? One of the ways that I was introduced to in, in examining my own faith is to, to actually look at vineyard, pictures from a vineyard. 
I want to encourage you if you're if you're watching this online to to take just a moment and to 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 look up Google search uh, vineyard just that single word look for images associated with that and as you page through those pictures of of that vineyard find one that just for whatever reason resonates with who you are and then take a moment take a closer look at that picture and ascribe what that picture says about the status of your faith today. Because here's the thing, at the very end of this passage, when, when Jesus is describing who it is that is going to receive the fruits going forward, that is going to be um, the, the kingdom recipients, therefore I tell you the kingdom of God will be taken away from you, the original owners of the vineyard, and given to a people producing its fruit. You see, when we begin to reflect the fruit in our lives, the Apostle Paul calls it the fruit of the Spirit, those things that are reflective of our relationship, our positive relationship with God. When we start to exhibit those, we begin to see God at work in our lives. And so I encourage you, when you examine your fruit, to be honest with yourself to be looking deep at yourself and find out where it is that you need God to cultivate, to till, to grow, so that you can start bearing good fruit, maybe good fruit again. And so tomorrow when we get together, when we leave the vineyard, there's gonna be this incredible opportunity to do something that, that hasn't even been documented in this book, the Bible. You see, there's no Wednesday in the story of Jesus from, from, from Sunday to Sunday. There's no description of that day, but we can be certain of what God has done. And so if you wanna find out more about that, join me tomorrow as we continue on the steps to Easter, a holy week. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for even the hard words of challenges to grow in our faith. And so we pray as we, as we unpack these parables, these stories that you have given to us to tell your greater story in our lives, that we would begin to identify ourselves with those who are being cultivated, those who are being grown, those who are, are tilling the soil, who are doing the work, so that we might receive all that you have for us. Not as though we do that to get that, to get what you give us, but Lord, that we can do that as a result of what you do for us and what you give to us. So Lord, help us to lean into what it means to be in relationship with you, to dig into these words that you've given to us and to live out, live out our faith today. And so we pray this all in Jesus' name and all God's saints said, amen.